All right. Yay. It worked. Look at that. I'm learning stuff. Okay. So all you got to do is do the bumper where you say, hey, this is Alex and Lex. Really? Really? Alex and Lex. This is Alex and Lex. I've been renamed. I can't look at your name and say it at the same time. So the Skype the window X's. has got the Alex, Alex, and <laughs> Alex and Lex, Alex and Lex. I don't know why I do that. Alex you know what? It happened. I was on a telesummit and, and the same thing happened. She called me Alex and Lex. That's awesome. And it's when the, I used the to. The X is there and it's like, it must be Alex. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know what to say. Just say it. <laughs> this is Alex and Lex and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. That's right. Um, I can say it again a little bit better. If you you have like. to say it really cool. You got to right. say like, hey, this is Alex and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go, do it. Now, are you, do you only have listeners on iTunes or do you have a website too? I have a website too. All right. Is it vroomvroomveer.com? Yeah. Okay. Now I got to make sure I don't say my name wrong. Um, it's Allison Lex. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I did it. Yay. <laughs> hey, this is Allison Lex, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer at vroomvroomveer.com. Woo! Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. All right. I can do another one on iTunes. <laughs> no, that's fine. You're cool. I don't know. I think But you, you should say this is Alex. This is Alex. Alex. You, put your URL in there. Okay. From rockyourmarketing.com. All right. And your like that. All right. Hi, this is Allison Lex from rockyourmarketing.com and you're listening to Room Room Veer. Yay. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alexon. Just call me Alex. Your Alexin, name's Alexon now. Actually, you know what's really funny is um, when I sign my name, I typically use my first initial and my last name. Alex. Which is Alex. That's awesome. So I am Alex and Lex. You are <laughs> Alex and Lex. It's, it's a thing now. Now I'm just going to have to call you Alexon. All the time. <laughs> all the time. That's it. That's all right. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Paul Maskell, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. How's it going? It is going awesome. It's still um, slightly gloomy. Oh, the sun's coming out. Damn it. <laughs> and, life and, is rough. Yeah. Life is rough in California. Right. R life is rough. But we had gloomy morning, which is, like I said in the pre-show chat, that's that's a good indication of a good day here in SoCal in the summer anyway. So nice. it's stay, going well. well. You got to stay cool out there. You got to stay cool. And, you know, I don't have uh, like central air. You know, wow. so if it gets super hot, I got to like go to the library to, or the mall or the movie or, or go to the beach and enjoy some nice 
yeah, I'm not much coming of a, off the ocean. Yeah, that's an uh, option. Or go yeah. jump in the pool or something. But oh man, so rough, was, right? Yeah, that is. Those are some problems. First world right. problems. Yes, first world problems. Exactly. <laughs> so okay, so let's talk a little bit about what Paul Maskell has going on today, uh, and people can find out more about that at franchisetga.com slash vbv. Right. You got it. Triple V. Triple V. Yeah. <laughs> so you are now the an operations strategist. Is that about right? Yeah. So I work uh, with TGA, as you mentioned in the URL. So TGA Premier Golf and Tennis. I am uh, their business development director. So I work with franchise owners and potential franchise owners in uh, really putting together their business, putting systems and people and processes in place, financial analysis, all the things that go into operating a business. So TGA runs uh, golf and tennis programs for kids. Started actually out in your neck of the woods, out in L.A., uh, 2003. Mainly after-school golf and tennis programs. The goal is to get more kids playing golf and tennis, make it accessible. Um, Our kind of slogan is, we believe sports change lives, so making sports more accessible, teaching kids all the inherent values, character development, rules, and etiquette. And uh, really, once it was a success in Southern California, franchised it out, and now we got franchises all over the place in North America and even uh, a couple out in Spain. So uh, that's what I'm, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. to travel to Spain. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that's in the plan. So yeah, I, I do, not, uh, tur- do not turn down a, an opportunity to travel to Spain. No way. Spain's awesome. <laughs> Spain was my, uh, I, I did a, a, an Air Force assignment. The one right before my Los Angeles assignment uh, was in England. And okay. And I don't know, have you ever been to England? I have not been to England. I have not made it that way yet. So here's the deal with England, right? People tell you it's cold and wet in the wintertime, right? And, uh-huh. you know, what do you think when you hear it's cold and wet in the wintertime? Right, you're from Michigan, right? You go, yeah. who cares? It's cold and wet, whatever, right? Right. <laughs> Is there snow? And they exactly. Go, no, no, not really, could unless you're way up north, right? You think mm, could be worse, but then you get there, right? And you experience the actual cold and wet to which they refer, right? And you're like, oh my god, it, this is soul sucking coldness and wetness <laughs> and dark. Oh my goodness, so dark. Uh, it's so like had, they, they make the uh, the roads out of light-absorbing material or something. Yeah. So you had to go to Spain. Is that where this is going? Yes. To, to we, get out of the yeah, cold, after, wet, dark? After the first winter, both my wife and I got that seasonal affective disorder. Not diagnosed. We were just bummed. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that you're not getting enough light in your body? Yeah, so you we, needed yeah. some vitamin D. So one year we went to uh, Mallorca, which is the island off the coast of Spain amazing and then the next year we went to costa del sol which is you know coast of sun right (laughs) yeah the total opposite of a london winter that's right exactly so that's what that's what you got to do if you live in england anyway let's get into the paul maskill superhero origin story sure what do you want where do you want to start when when Um, you got bit by that uh, radioactive spider in high school yeah. So yeah. So we can go back to uh, high school. Like you, I'm a fellow Michigander. So I grew up in Michigan, lived there my whole life until uh, graduating from college in 2007. And there was not much going on in Michigan in 2007. The economy was going down, and the financial crisis was on its way. So uh, I moved moved to Chicago with the dream of climbing that corporate ladder. 
with a finance degree in hand. So uh, getting a finance degree during a financial crisis was probably not the best plan, but <laughs> four years before that, it was a great plan. So sure, uh, sure, sure. started started working in corporate America and building somebody else's business and working for somebody else and uh, really just being a corporate drone sitting in cubicles forever, watching people get laid off and just taking on more work without yeah, getting feeling. paid anymore. So, uh, so I guess that, that was, uh, I was rooming on my way to Chicago, finance degree in hand, climbing the corporate ladder, and then uh, realized this wasn't for me. So, uh, so I did what not a lot of people do and just quit. So I quit my job. and <laughs> I, bet your, I bet your wife loved that. Yeah, well, uh, luckily at that time we weren't married. So, oh, uh, gotcha. But I did quit my job another time when I was married. So we'll get to that. That was probably another veering or a rooming or something or another. So, <laughs> so yeah, that probably so, count as a veer if if you change yeah, course, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, my first veer, uh, probably first big veer, would be uh, when I left Chicago. Uh, lived there for three years. Worked in corporate America. And then I just decided to quit, pack up my uh, big travel backpack, and go to South America. So I went to South America for a couple months. My wife is actually from there originally. Uh, so we visited her family for a couple weeks in Colombia. And then oh, wow. uh, Neat. she had to go back to work in Raleigh. And uh, I stayed and traveled for another six or seven weeks. So I went around wow. uh, South America and figured and realized that I was not going to go back to a corporate job for the long term. So How, uh, How's your Spanish? Uh, it's okay. I can understand it pretty well. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah it's better can, than mine. That's for sure. Yeah. So I can get around just fine with it. I can okay. understand it, but speaking it is a different story. So sure. Uh, sure. Understood. But, uh, but yeah, that's not relevant. So we will, we will, uh, Oh, come on. It's fun. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that was kind of the, uh, the initial foray into leaving corporate world and doing something else. So I moved to Raleigh, um, and got a corporate job to hold me over until I realized what I really want to do. And that's when I found TGA. So, uh, that was when I quit my job without another job while, uh, with my wife. So, uh, quit my job and how did she, did she freak out on you? Uh, Probably internally. I don't think uh, she expressed it. I'm sure she was freaked out. Uh, right, right. Luckily, luckily, when I when I said, trust me, this is going to work, uh, I guess she believed me enough to not leave. So that's always a plus. That's always a plus. Uh, she didn't leave. There you yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and having a finance background definitely helped. So I was financially planning ahead to quit my job for the second time. So, gotcha. uh, so yeah, so invested in my first TGA franchise uh, here in Raleigh and over the course of four or five years, grew that to four franchises, about 40 plus employees, uh, and then uh, decided to make another veer and sold it at the end of last year in 2015. So sold all my franchises. And then I had the opportunity to work with TGA at the uh, franchisor level. So now I get to help other people make that same decision of leaving corporate America or leaving a job or just starting another entrepreneurial venture in uh, doing a business that they love, impacting kids, working from home, all the good stuff uh, that goes with being your own boss. Right. But now, so, yeah. now you're, now you got a job again. Yeah, I sort of have a job. <laughs> uh, luckily I get to do it from home and, oh, uh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So TJ is actually headquartered in California. And, right. You uh, said El Segundo. El you, Segundo. Get, you get to visit every once in a while. I used to work in El yeah. Segundo. Yeah. So, That's where uh, the Air Force Base is. Okay. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been there uh, several times. It's right by the airport. Uh, right, that's where the Air Force Base is too. Wow, perfect. Cool. I don't even, now, now where TG, where 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 in El Segundo is it? Uh, do you know where there's a Mattel building? Do you know? I do. Mattel? I do exactly. That's right. It's right. Ac- yeah, that's it's right, right across, like right across the parking lot from there. It's like on Continental Grand. and Grand or something. Grand. Yep, it's Grand. on Grand. You Very got good. it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, TGA headquarters. But we have a East Coast headquarters in uh, my home office. So that's where I work out of. Nice. So yeah, so it's kind of a job, but it's not really because it's fun, and uh, I still have the opportunity to. Uh, actually run another business as well. I have an e-commerce store that sells uh, wood products. So yeah, so uh, still my own boss and still helping other business owners get to where they want to go or getting people out of their corporate grind to do something rewarding and fun. So it's, uh, I don't dread Mondays anymore. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's a good veer when you, when you, you know, find something that's a little bit scary going into it probably. Yes, if if you're scared, it's probably a good thing, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk a little bit about what it, it's like working at home. Do you have like family there with you, or a dog, or is your wife home, or is she at uh, work my, too? Yeah, so my wife is home, uh, and we actually have a newborn baby that's about a month old. Oh wow! At the time of this, so, so yeah, you don't so, have anything. You don't have any problem being like that. That you know. I'm I'm at home alone going crazy feeling so that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, so so I have uh my own office. I can shut the door right now the door is shut. So when the door right. is shut then you're working. Wife knows, yeah, my wife knows don't bother me. So uh, right, it works right. it works out well. I've been working from home for 5 years now so uh really just as long as you're organized and motivated and plan ahead and realize that there is no boss telling you what to do, and you got to make those decisions. Yeah, uh, and you have to manage yourself, basically. Right, and if yeah. you don't, you're not going to make any money. So that's <laughs> probably right. the the alternative is go back to corporate America, and I wasn't going to let that happen. So right, I right. made sure to stay on top of things. So yeah, so working yeah. from home uh, is awesome, and I encourage anybody that can run their own business and own their own business from home. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you, you've also mentioned that you know it's it's rewarding work. Correct, exactly. So when you do something that has an end goal that's rewarding, uh, that's really what made my decision to leave corporate America. There was literally no reward in there, and I didn't want to work in a job for forty years and then realize I added no value to nobody except some stockholders and some business owners. So I'd rather have some reward at the end, build a financial future for the family, as well as help other people. So when I was running my franchise, it's rewarding to see, you know, thousands of kids go through your program every year and the impact you make and the stories they tell you and their parents tell you, uh, you know, and now I can do that on a bigger scale of helping people all around the world do the same with their franchise. So how does it work? I mean, uh, like say I have a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And what do I do? Do I go out to school districts and just yep. do a pitch? Yeah. So uh, TGA, obviously, with being a franchise, provides all the stuff you need. So it's got all the sales material, marketing material, curriculums, equipment vendors, all that. We have our own line of equipment and everything. So yeah. So basically, you go out to schools and say, hey, we want to run an after school or a before school enrichment program. We provide all the equipment, all the coaches. We do all the work, handle all the registration. All we need is a place to play. So we, you know, once you get that meeting with the district, you're going to close it 90% plus of the time because. Wow, really? 
so yeah, so I mean, the, the district has nothing to lose. You know, you're enriching the kids' lives, giving them more opportunities to stay active after school or before school. Well, uh, well they're always looking for. I worked uh, a temp job uh, for about a year and a half at Inglewood Unified School District, and all right. they're always looking for that gap between right. when the the two thirty bell and then yep. when parents can parents. pick them up is usually. Correct. A lot later. <laughs> yes, and that is uh, that's the biggest at-risk yeah. hours for youth. Yes, if they're going if they're going home to empty house. Uh, we were all kids once. You know, that's probably a recipe for disaster. Well, I was in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, so, so I, there was so you would, there walked, was nothing to right. do. Well, I walked home from kindergarten all the way through twelfth grade. You know, yeah, because, because the population you can, you can walk through Menominee, you. Michigan, like uh, <laughs> in probably an hour. <laughs> yeah. And everybody you see would know who you are, and they yes. know who your parents are. Yeah. So they, they're going to almost a, like when I when I think about my childhood, it reminds me a lot of the Shire <laughs> in uh, in Lord of the Rings. You know, uh-huh. and it's still like that, really. Well, maybe not as much, but when I was a kid, for sure. You know, right. growing up in the seventies, yeah, so like completely so yeah. different than Flint, where you were. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I was just outside of Flint, but our town was really small as well. My graduating class was like a hundred. So wow, that is tiny. Yeah, so everybody knew who you were, and you knew everybody's parents, and vice versa. But yeah, I mean, at most schools, they're always looking for something to fill right. those hours, especially in Whether cities, for sure. Yeah, and whether it's before school or after school, so we bring we provide everything. We don't need any manpower from them. No teachers, no teacher aides, no administrative work. Uh, so we really handle everything and make it easy for them. Make it easy for the parents. Obviously, it makes it convenient for the parents because they don't have to drive their kids anywhere to participate in you know athletic programs. They just have to pick them up at school later in the day than they normally would. So it kind of works out for everybody. So once you get that meeting uh, with whoever's making the decision, every district is different. But you know, mm. once you get that meeting, it's uh, it's usually a slam dunk because if anything, like I said, the districts might make money. But they might charge you to use their facilities, or you might give back money to help facilitate some sort of fundraising effort that they have. Uh, you know, so it's really a win-win for everybody. And at the same time, you're building a business and, you know, getting, getting the word out there. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening in the Paul <laughs> Maskill world. So, yeah. I, you know, I was just checking out your stuff and you just, uh, you just closed down uh, a podcast of your own. You had yeah. to put it on pause for a while, right? Yeah. So uh, when I sold when I sold my uh, franchises here la- end of 2015, I was doing basically three different things. So I was working with TGA more on a consultant level, not full time, uh, running an e commerce store, which we still have, uh, doing wood handmade wood products that we Ooh, that I, yeah. So uh, my dad was actually in the he's done hardwood floors his whole life. So oh wow. I sort of have a knack for woodworking, not as much as him, or I never will. But uh, so, yeah, so we have an e-commerce store doing that. And then I started up a podcast uh, just to see what's happening. And I, I always like learning and interviewing people and meeting people. And, right, uh, right. That's and then, uh, yeah, it is. Obviously, you've been doing it for a while. It's, <laughs> right. uh, it's you know, it's fun. It's a fun you way meet- to meet new people. Right. Yes, and you learn when you're interviewing someone. You probably learn more than you do, oh, you know, sure. doing a lot of other things. So yeah, oh, yeah. So I, so basically, I had those three things going on, and then uh, an opportunity came up to, you know, kind of go with TGA full time. The e-commerce store is taking off, and then, like I said, we just had a baby. So I didn't think I could do all of those things. That's a lot. 
very well. So yeah, I closed the, the down baby the baby is a full time job in and of itself. Yes, yes. <laughs> so between a baby and uh, you know running a business and then working with TGA full time, my my plate is full enough. So I'll, I'll probably start up another podcast talking to interviewing business people and just you know. It's fun. That's that's really, you know, that's really what I what I enjoyed about it. So I'll probably do that again once everything settles down. When, yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> when the when the when the baby gets a little bit older and or the e-commerce business is kind of a little bit more autopiloty. Yes, that is the plan. So yeah, so we're kind of yeah. bootstrapping the e-commerce business. So once you get it all refined in marketing systems and order processing systems, all yeah, that, yeah, refined. Well, yeah, and and that's probably pretty cool for you because it seems like you've got some automation yes. kind of experience under your belt already, right? Correct. Yeah. So I uh, I love building automations and systems and making things more efficient than they are in the current state. So yeah, so uh, that's kind of my forte is automation and systems and processes and then delegating and putting the right people in place, which works out in the franchising world because that's that's really what you're doing. You're building a proven system that you can replicate across any really demographic or market. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, when people, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) you've done podcasting, right? So whenever... Uh Uh, every six months or so, somebody will just out of the blue say, hey, I'm working on my podcast. Uh, I was wondering about this question. Right. Right. And, you know, it's just like, (laughs) man, it's like I I can't sign up to build a podcast for you because (laughs) it's an amazing amount of work. (laughs) But once you get it set up, it's not. Right. Yeah. Right. You just got it. It's, it's like it's building. Front-loaded. Yeah. Yeah. You build a foundation, like you're right. building a business or a house, Right. you build a foundation solid, then everything's pretty much systems and automation. You got your hosting set up, you got your editing down, you got how you upload it, you got your show notes, all that stuff. Once it's built, then you, then it's just fun to interview people and get it edited and roll yeah, it out. Yeah. You're rolling. Once you get yeah. it rolling, it's, you're rolling. But yeah, the it takes from, time. from zero to something is a mountain of work, and it's a yes. million little details, and sometimes more technical than you know most people are accustomed to. You know, correct? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, so I had one guest on my show. So what I do is, if you've got like a blog or a podcast, you had a podcast, but I always ask, hey, what's your RSS feed, right? Right. And and I usually do that somewhere in the pre or the post. Right. Right. And if they don't know what that is, then I say, mm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that. We'll, we'll skip, skip that, that part. Right. Right. So <laughs> if they know what their RSS feed is, then I take their RSS feed and I load it into my social oomph account. Right. And nice. every time they post something, I basically it. repost it for them on my Twitter nice. accounts. Right. It's a You're nice a good man. Yeah. It's a nice little easy thing. It takes like five minutes. Right. Right. As long as they know, as see, so I screwed up a couple of times because, like, uh, I won't say who, but somebody, you know, didn't even know, and you know, no judgment, just you know, hired somebody to do all the the technical stuff. So when mm-hmm. I said, "Give me your RSS feed," she's like, "I don't know what that is. Should I ask my tech guy?" And I'm like, "Okay," and I never <laughs> heard back. So I thought, well, maybe I can go figure out what her RSS feed is anyway. Right. And I thought I did. So, so then I plugged it into my system, right? And I don't know what was going on with her stuff, but it would have like most everything right, but then it would, the link 
would be to some website in Spanish. Right? <laughs> and she's yelling at me saying, hey, what are you doing? The post is right, but the link is wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'll shut that off. And I really don't know why it's doing that. <laughs> and neither do you. So right. I guess we just can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So the, mo- the moral of the story is before you delegate something, you should understand what you're delegating. Amen. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it. That right. even in, Like when I delegate anything to anybody, you have a lot more respect from anybody if you say, hey, can you go do this? And here's how or here's the resources and then let me know. But right. if you don't know what you don't know, then uh, don't get mad at somebody for trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really awkward. I mean, I yeah. shut it off and then I apologized and uh and I haven't put it in again because, you know, it's it's that it's the weirdness of, you know, not really knowing how to ask the question. Anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I figured it out. I think her original RSS feed was screwed up somehow. So, anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's just a nice thing to do. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about some of more of your your origin story. So, what were you like in high school? Were you like the nerd guy or jock guy? You're probably uh, a jock, pro- weren't you? No, not. Re- I was probably in the middle. Like I, I didn't really get all excited about high school or high school prom. I worked a lot and played a lot of sports. So, okay, uh, played golf, which is where why I got into TGA. TGA really. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I played golf since I was five, so I, I was always golfing, played basketball, um, and then worked at the golf course pretty much uh, during the summer full-time and then during the school year in the afternoons and on the weekend. So, uh, Oh, I so, think I – yeah, I've had another – so what – when you got to college, mm-hmm. were your buddies saying, hey, telling all these stories about partying in high school, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah ca- kind of. I mean right? – I didn't, I didn't see the value. I mean, I, I guess I was always a business finance numbers person and I always kind of looked at like my reasoning for not going to prom was why would I spend $500 on some girl that I'm not going to see after I graduate? So I rather go work that weekend and make, you know, several hundred dollars, (laughs) which will get me closer to where I want to go. So yeah. So I guess I was always kind of business minded. I started working when I was 14 washing mm. dishes making 515 an hour and my first raise was a dime so I got up to 525 an hour Whoa. uh and I worked that job until I could drive once I could drive then I worked outside at the golf course cuz then I could legally drive a golf cart so I could work <laughs> out in the outside area of the golf course picking the range and right right uh, doing that kind of stuff so yeah, I actually worked there uh all the way through college pretty much and uh so yeah so that's kind of what I was like in high school so that's kind of a the jock. Wow, I, I that's not even you don't even have a type. No, there was there Slightly, was there wasn't many of me. Like, no, yeah, no, I just, not at all. Good for I, you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of always done my. Nobody own thing. is, you know that that's that's the thing is like we all kind of cluster into these things and identify with them. But you're, right. everybody's unique, you know. You're mm-hmm. not really who you hang out with, but right. <laughs> you're just more obviously that than most folks than I, that yeah. I talk to. Yeah. So what so, was it? Was it a big shock when, when you got to uh, college? Uh, not really. No. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I was uh, like, I think you were really, still kind of close to home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was still fairly close to home. Um, you know, college 
to me, college was really just kind of functional. It's something, or at least that's what they tell you your whole life. That's what you need to do. So you have to go to college and get a degree and get a good job and climb the corporate ladder. So I was just doing what everybody else was doing. Uh, and, you know, once I got a real job, a corporate job, then that's when I started questioning, why does everybody do the same thing? And uh, that was probably the biggest, that was probably the first veer, at least in my mind, was questioning the system itself of, why does everybody tell you to go get a job and work for the same company for 40 or 50 years? That, yeah, that idea has been over for a while. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I get it because it's like when you first get your very first job, there's this period of disillusionment, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. I went and, through that when I was in the military. Yeah. And it, it's to me, it was, what was it? How can I say it? It's like, you know, the world was different than what the book said, I guess. Yeah, I to- totally agree. Does that make sense? And, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and I think now when you look at kids that are 18 years old and you're telling them that they have to make a decision what they want to do for the rest of their life, that's like absurd. They don't even they don't even know what they want to do next week, let alone... Right, hey, and they get it. They, yeah. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> like, and they're not afraid to say that that's stupid. Right. Which yeah. is nice because we all <laughs> thought it was stupid, but just went, we just oh, did okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just did it. <laughs> pick, a, pick a degree, spend $100,000, and then realize five years later that you want to that go That was do a really else. bad idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then you go get another degree and spend another 100000 or you go get your master's and spend another 100000 Right. So yeah. So yeah. So college was really just kind of, I worked full time in college, uh, went to class. I was the type of person that I'd never missed a class, but I never read a book. So I just learned everything in class and because I hated reading textbooks. Uh, and uh, I figured if I can go to class all the time, I'll learn everything I need to learn there and uh, never have to uh, read a textbook because that stuff is boring. No kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so yeah. So uh, once I when I when I was in college, I still worked at the golf course, I actually coached my high school golf team while I was there, too. Uh, and I worked for an attorney as well. So I kind of had three jobs and uh, you're a bit of a workaholic, aren't you? Yes, I am. I still am. And now I actually love what I do. So now it's even harder to not work, but I enjoy it. So it's, it beats the alternative of like, I don't know, getting lost in a television and watching TV for six hours. That's true. That's true. So yeah, that's, that's probably my addiction. That's the, 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 the one that's like stayed with me the longest is the TV addiction. Yeah. And hooked. I know where it came from because when I went back home to Michigan to visit my parents, they're like the TV on people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, on. right? It's always on. If yeah. they're in the house, the T- a TV, one of <laughs> one, two, three, there's one in the kitchen. There's one in the living room. There's one in the bedroom. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I know why it's like when it's time for me to chill out. My first idea is, where's the TV? Where's know? the TV? And right. where's the remote? Where's the remote? Oh, and, <laughs> and, and, and oh, by the way, I should be snacking too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then binge on Netflix for the next 12 oh, hours. Oh, my goodness. You got to love Netflix though, right? <laughs> you got it. It's so much better than cable anyway. It is. We actually don't even have cable. So yeah, we're, we have, we're off cable too. We're, we're those those cord-cutting rebels. So Amen. Save yeah, save money and spend eight bucks a month on Netflix. Yeah, they or whatever. Ju- they just yeah, they just upped it. Now you're gonna get an email if you're on the eight buck plan. Uh oh. It's gonna it's gonna go up to nine ninety nine in August. But oh, you I'm do out. you do have the option of downgrading 
your account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're going to be out going yeah. from eight to nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. That dollar that dollar ninety nine probably not worth it. There's the finance guy coming out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a twenty five percent increase. So do you still golf for fun? Yeah, I still golf for fun. Uh, play tennis for fun and play basketball. So I still stay pretty active. Basketball, golf, and tennis are kind of the three sports that I play on a regular basis. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's probably my idea of fun other than work and uh, chasing down food trucks and new restaurants. That's kind of my wife and I's <laughs> thing is food trucks and new restaurants and trying anything that's out there. So Yeah, uh, my, wife, my, my wife and I do that quite a bit. We like those restaurant weeks. Yes, yeah, those are big here as well. So yeah, so we that's probably where we spend our leisure money uh, is food and sports. So talk a little bit about the difference of, say, like working in a business versus working on a business. Yeah, so that's really that's a big uh, deal, right? That is a huge Especially deal. Especially when you're a business owner, you don't want to work and in it, right? Yeah, so working in it is really the business needs you to survive. So a lot of people will start their own business because they're good at something. So for instance, my father is very good at hardwood floors. So he has a hardwood floor company, but he works in his business. So he does all of the work. He does all the manual labor. He's never trained anybody else to how to do it. And unfortunately, the business is not going to survive without him there. Whereas if you're working on your business, you've transitioned out of that. You've put systems, people, and processes in place to work in your business. So then you can work on your business. So working on your business could be many things, quality control, sales, marketing, uh, bigger picture stuff, rolling out new products, rolling out new services, you know, looking at other opportunities and spending the time on revenue generating, opportunity generating tasks instead of keeping your business afloat. So in the TGA world, Working in your business, most people start out working in your business because you really want to perfect it before right. delegating it. So it kind of goes back to that. You're not going to delegate anything that you don't know how to do. So, I mean, the first you're two or three You're going to have to learn the operation first. Exactly. You're 100% right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the first two or three years, I was really learning the business, how I want it done. TGA is going to provide you all the tools you need, all the curriculums, all the systems, technology, everything you need. But then it's how do I want to use these tools? So then I really built all the systems that I wanted to you know, use and implement and processes. Uh, and then I started delegating. So once I started delegating, I started creating training videos, uh, standard oh, wow. operating procedures, all and these kind of- you did this all on, on your own? Correct. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I think it <laughs> That's goes a lot back. of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work up front. It's like, like building that foundation, like we talked about before, but yeah. once it's built, you never have to do it again. So uh, I am an avid podcast listener. So I learn just about all sorts of different pieces of technology that help, you know, make your business more passive. So, um, you know, using screen recording software, using tools like Slack or join.me to do virtual trainings, all these other things. There's so much technology out there to help you get to where you want to go quicker, faster, cheaper. Right. Uh, you know, really just built an, building an organization so that way the business doesn't need you to survive. Then you can spend your time doing other things, whether it's start another business, go do more sales, go do more marketing, training, 
you know, quality control, all the other things that are really going to help get your business to the next level versus doing all the admin work and answering the phone calls and doing emails and in the TGA world, putting together rosters, you know, for class rosters and dropping off equipment and all these other things that other people are very capable of doing if you just provide them the right tools, the right support and the right training uh, and time. You just got to invest a little bit of time in your staff. Um, you know, and then they can take it and run with it as long as you're there for the support. So did, did you do, you did like four different franchises? Is that right? Yeah. So I, it was technically four franchises, but I ran them as one. So I just ran them as one, ran them as one business. Um, the way TGA works is you get a geographic area. So Mm, when I first started, I invested in a golf franchise in West Wake County. That's where I live, Wake County. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I invested in a tennis franchise in the same location. So I was basically able to go to all those golf schools in West Wake County and say, hey, now we're running tennis programs. Are you on board? And then they said, yes. So we basically were able to double our business. And uh, without too much sales legwork and then you know, once we got that kind of under control, uh, we expanded to East Wake County with golf and tennis. So we had four franchises, two golf, two tennis, but I really just ran them as one TGA of Wake County. And then I had kind of, uh, directors, full-time people in place to run those specific geographic areas. So the, the thing that you did for about how long, how long did you go from like, how long did you spend working in versus Uh, working on? Probably a good two years. Two so years, right. Being a finance guy, I didn't want to pay somebody for something that I could do as long as I had the time and I had the time. But once sure. it got- No, no, no. And, and I think it's important, like you said, um, to put your head in the bucket, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, because I think you're, you can't, you, you know, you're a little detached if you're trying to direct. Right. Yeah. Yes. And your employees, I don't think you will have as much respect for your employees if you're just kind of delegating everything and don't really know how to do it or right, right. when it should be done or the the right way it should be done, you know, really not giving them any guidance. So, yeah. So probably the first two years really figured out the business, worked like crazy to get it scaled up pretty quickly and then started slowly putting people in place to take off tasks, whether it's doing paperwork or reporting and then transitioning them into more and more roles and then really, you know, ended up with four people that were more or less full time doing all of the, you know, working in the business type of stuff so that I didn't have to do that anymore. Right. Right. It's (laughs) like you're trying to make smaller versions of you. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. And if, if you provide them everything you need to do it, right. Basically, there's no way You're that they can screw it up. downloading this knowledge into another person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you give them that knowledge in more than one way, whether right, it's videos, right. typed up, you know, yeah. step-by-step procedures. There's really no way to screw it up. So you make yeah, yeah. the room for error almost none, and then uh, then you can really start scaling your business. The metaphor that I think of now that I've been having this conversation with you is this the fir- first time this has ever came to my mind, <laughs> what, what I just said, like you're, you're making a smaller version of you into other people. Uh-huh. There was this uh, sci-fi novel. Uh, now I can't remember the name of it. The author is Greg Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was sort of like a weird, well, it's science fiction. So of course it's, it's weird. <laughs> it was pretty right? weird to begin with. Right, right. But there was this one character from the earth future, right? And the technology of that earth future, you could literally make a copy of yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you're trying to do when you're right, uh, yeah. growing your business. But he wouldn't make a whole copy of himself, right? He had several of these things, they called them partials, right? <laughs> Just enough of you 
to do the task. <laughs> but not the whole thing. Not they want, all of you. Not every, not, they didn't want to be not, all of you. No, that'd be too much. Right. Yeah, that, 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 you know, you don't weird. want to make a whole copy of you. That's a little yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. That'd be too weird. That'd be too weird. Just enough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so let's see here. Your website is franchise TGA.com. And the special link for Vroom Vroom Veer listeners is VVV. You got it. Franchise TGA.com slash triple V. There's what good are we going to find there again? You're going to find a little bit more information about the TGA opportunity. If you're looking to be your own boss, set your own schedule, and uh, have fun along the way, there's um, an opportunity to schedule a call with me. If you want to schedule a discovery call, learn a little bit more about it, You know, learn from my experience, see what you're looking to do in your area, um, and then uh, what else is there? And then all the steps that it takes to become a TGA owner. So that's what you can find there. Uh, there's also a free survey if you want to download a survey to see if owning a franchise is right for you. Uh, that's I think it's seven questions, pretty simple. Rate this on a scale of one to five, right, and then right. you, you, then you'll get an answer and see if it's right for you. So yeah, some good resources there, and uh, you can always reach out to me on Twitter. Just Paul Maskill is my Twitter handle. You can always email me pmaskill at playtga.com. Wow, look at that! Yeah. Talk about a, a, an available person. Yeah, so connect that, that's with Paul. <laughs> yes, connect with me if you're looking to uh, bring TGA to your area and get out of that spreadsheet brain numbing job that you don't like anymore. Yes, you only live once, and uh, if anybody follows Gary Vanderchuk, he had a thing that he posted recently. You're gonna die, so everyone's gonna die. That's un- true. So you might as well make the most out of what you have here. And to me, it made no sense to do a job that you hate or really dislike for 40 years and then enjoy life when you're 65, 70 years old. That's an old idea that needs to go. Yeah, that that didn't make sense. So you might as well enjoy life the whole time. Yeah. Do something fun and make money and make friends and network and impact kids and families along the way. That's how I saw it. And that doesn't, you know, I, I had that revelation just the other day. I can't remember who it was that said that. Oh, I'm reading a book, uh, Nassim Talib, the Black Swan book. I don't know if you've uh-huh. ever heard of him. I, I have heard of him. I haven't read it, but I've heard it's of it. It's a really good book. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> academic, a little bit financy, but mostly, you know, uh, anyway, he's just funny. Uh, but what he said was, uh, regardless of what or whatever else you think, your physical body is going to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, after that, we don't know, you know, believe yeah. what you want to believe, but <laughs> we pretty much 100% sure know that everybody in a body is not going to be around forever in Correct. that body. And well, maybe, you know, that yeah, that, yeah. that might be amended in 60 years or so, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> as, of today, that, as, of, as of today, as of today, you only, you will die. <laughs> you will die. Death is not you, optional at this point. You might as well. To me, it was a no-brainer. The risk was... What happens if this doesn't work? I can always go back and get another corporate job. You can job. always go back and get another job. And, you know, and I've come full circle myself. And yeah. um, see, so I think um, to me, it's like you do what's necessary, right? Yep. And that's that's what you do. You know, you don't do anything that's not necessary. And, right. it, and so if if you don't need money, which you know I'm in that situation right now. The only the only the only money I need is like my wife yelling at me saying, 
Um, hmm. Yeah. Go pick up dinner. Well, how <laughs> how about you know? Yeah, but it, wouldn't it be nice if we could make the pile bigger? Or right. you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> It'll I'm be gonna, nice if you could uh, upgrade your upgrade your Netflix without having to worry about it. Right. Well, you know, that's that's not the sort of thing that we worry about. She's got a job. I've got Air Force retirement. You know, the rest is sort of like gravy already, you know? Yeah. So, um, so when I went and tried to do the business as a business, I was like, nah, that's too much work. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not like you. You know, you've right. got this work gene. <laughs> right that you just right. really dig it i don't have this such gene so it no would, it, no, no i mean i don't i really enjoyed setting up a podcast that didn't feel like work to me and mm. i made it necessary right it right. D- doesn't need to make money though I, that was my big thing was i would rather just you know do the podcast and say mm, maybe it'll make money maybe it doesn't and i'll go out and get you know some sort of easy job Right. Something fun. To me, something fun. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Because being an entrepreneur is a lot of hard work. It is. It's, uh, and it's, you know, people, people on the outside only see the uh, success stories. They don't see all the work that goes into that. Right. It's freedom, but it comes at a cost. Correct. It's what, what do you want long-term and what are you willing to put in, in the short term to get there? And unfortunately, most people in the society are instant gratification. So it's like, well, I'm not going to get a paycheck next week, so why would I do this and continue to try and make this work? So It's worth it for the right kind of people. Yes, totally agree. Right. It's not for everybody. It's there's not a reason. For everybody. Right. There's a reason 90 something percent of the workforce works for somebody else cuz that's easier and it's yeah. reactive. Your boss tells you what to do and then you go do it and then you get rewarded with a paycheck. So <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> and you you know, but If if you, you know, and I've started to, you know, there's a lot of folks or sorry, Whenever, whenever I would go and look at is is entrepreneurship right for me, the answer always came back no. Yeah. Right. That's- and I was like, meh, but I can change. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. But you're having fun. I yeah, that's the key to me is you know dialogue. I I want to have dialogues and conversation. I want to be uh, positive, you know, and I want to be entertaining. Right. So yep. all of those values to me, they're, they all get, they all get hit uh, right. when I do this podcast. So Perfect. that's what makes it valuable it, to me. And you know, I, I, would I do it for free? I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually costing you probably a little bit of money though. A little bit of money for me to do to host it. your website and host your podcast. It does and, cost money. Yes. But and I, software, it's but worth it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, relatively cheap hobby. Yep. There you go. All right, Paul, this has been a blast. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Enjoyed it as well. Take it easy out there in California. You as well, and try to stay cool in Raleigh where it's probably hot and muggy. Yeah, you are right. It is hot and muggy, but... (laughs) You have have central air, so... We have central air, and I'll take a hot summer over a cold Michigan winter or Chicago winter any day of the week. (laughs) Any day of the week, for sure. You got it. So, yeah. So, thanks again, and I'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double-E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.